Welcome to Ghetto Blaster Magazine's Best Song Ever Podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me as always is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Oh, I'm getting by. Uh, like an idiot, flew to the West Coast and back within like 48 hours and then went to a music festival and so i'm straight wrecked Mm. it was a rough weekend and i've been recovering this whole week um but i'm ready i'm I'm ready to go you look like grosser shit than the shit you normally look like yeah so like diarrhea (laughs) yes (laughs) you look very watery and usually uh, i look like healthy dump yep yeah like i said did go to music festival barely only got there for the last couple uh acts of mopop uh each day but what wonderful acts they were got to see just a little bit of always vince staples killed it uh his Mm, whole i'm jealous of that one yeah that was cool because his whole set he just had like an insane amount of smoke like fog coming off Mm. the stage so he was just like a silhouette the whole time it was really cool he would just like emerge from the smoke and shit and then um Bon Iver played and it was really special and uh I feel like if you because you famously don't like him correct uh you make fun of his voice and how he uses auto-tune and um I think if you had been at that show you would have you're you would be singing a different tune Hmm. And that tune would be some Bon Iver song. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would be singing a Bon Iver song but um I'm really happy you enjoyed it even though it's uh, not my thing. Uh, it's not just the the, the See, but auto-tune. It's more just he's kind of a... It's just his falsetto voice you don't like? No, he's like kind of pretentious about oh. about music and stuff, but that's well, all right. what's that have to do with the music, man? Just listen well, to the it tunes. It makes me not like it when listen songs are like tunes, dash, dash, slash, ampersand, slash... How is that pretentious? That's just oh, stylistic that's, fun. It's very pretentious. Um... But, like, the National played the second night, and I mm. feel like the National and Bon Iver are both acts that people usually think would be, like, boring, and they both just rocked so hard and brought it. And there were some gentle moments, you know? Like, the most beautiful Holocene, the Bon Iver song, is... Mm. If if you like any song, listen to that one, because I'm, it's I'm pretty gorgeous. sure I do actually like that and, song. Um, but they he had two drummers... And that was really cool. And then, like, him, there's three guys, including him, who would, like, switch off keyboards and guitars and sing harmonies. And the harmonies were wonderful. But, you know, seeing it live changes the whole thing. So I feel like you would have liked it. And the moon came out, and everyone was taking pictures of the moon because it was just special. It looked beautiful. And I got to spend some time with our friend, uh, Ben, who maybe moving away soon so it was a nice it was a nice night that's awesome yeah it was well, a i'm happy time. that it made you into diarrhea <laughs> thank you i mean it's good that it was worth it it was you know i'd say i guess it was worth it to see that even though it fucked my shit up mm. all right well i think we should probably kind of get moving soon here yes with, sir uh, this is episode 77 um which is pretty awesome and wait a second i I didn't even realize that yeah uh 77 is like has been my favorite number number, and it's really gotten me thinking about numbers and i uh have really gotten into numerology so i want to do a little mini sort of i didn't know you were into old morology 
<laughs> yep. Uh, no, I'm in. I'm not into old. Not at all. I'm Only into the new numerology. Yeah, numerology. Okay. Uh, so I want to do a little mini session uh, or segment or whatever you call it uh, called numerology for dummies. A derp. Hey, dummies. Hey. This is Brian, uh, your, your, your intrepid host who's going to take you on a journey about um, the mystical connection between numbers and life events, all right? And mm. if you're like, wait, I can't respond to you, Brian, I'm listening to this, I want to let you know. I'll be the ambassador for you dummies. You are the figurehead of the dummies. Yes. And I feel like this has been something you've been working towards your whole life, Luke. Like, this is your purpose in life to be the figurehead of the dummies so good on you yep uh so luke first i want to ask do you have you had any of this kind of feeling that numbers uh maybe have recurred in your life that have a deeper meaning or um have set your life on a different course or anything like that can you think of anything in your life well i have seen the film the number 23 with oh, jim yeah. carrey yeah. so perfect yes, perfect obviously. example <laughs> of numerology um but uh no really has, has anything personal besides that movie no not really except for my girlfriend kyle like you hers is 22 which is funny because mm. yours is 77 just yeah. huh. 55 right above it um but uh yeah she she has number 22 and she always pointed out but i really haven't really experienced much Oh, actually, when I was younger, one time uh, my brother and I, I forget, we got like a receipt and uh, something else. Like we kept seeing 423. Oh, interesting. And our one friend was like, that's when you're going to die, man. April 23rd, you're done. Except he lived, luckily, past April 23rd. Thank goodness. Uh, It does happen every year. So maybe it's April 2023. So that that could be too. That's right around the corner. Um, So yeah, I have had a few sort of things that have happened with me um, and I'm going to go through through them. Um, The first example I have is throughout my life, I have looked at clocks and it has always been 1234. Like one, two, one, two, three, four. And it just sticks with me and I look at it and, uh, it's always 1234 it freaks me out so i have decided much like the your friend who's like oh you're gonna die that's the time i'm gonna die that's happened to me too i think that people always point that one out because like hey it's one two three four well that's what a dummy thinks but there are these things that embed themselves in your life that you have to create a deeper meaning for you have to <laughs> you have to and this is one of those so i'm either gonna die at 1234 a.m 12 34 p.m happens twice we're on december 34th no (laughs) that's (laughs) that's not gonna happen um so that's like a an example of one that's a little more sinister some are kind of more innocuous they don't really matter as much like me and the number 96 i've always loved the number 96 i like when you switch those two that one applies to me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um 96 i think has stuck with me uh, at first, I thought it was because of a hockey player, but I don't think it's because of that. Uh, Space Jam came out in 1996, mm. and I mean, one of the best movies ever made. And also, it is my favorite sex position, which is backwards 69. Uh, and I'm butts. Uh, no, well, butts and heads. You're uh, shaking your butt and shaking your head. It's it's a lot of fun. It just puts you in the right mood. You know what I mean? Um, but it's also a freeway. It is right around us. I'm sure you drive on. 
oh shit, maybe I'm gonna die on oh. okay, well. Uh so also back to the number seventy seven, which is why I started this session on numerology for dummies. Um I have loved the number seventy seven my whole life. And it's because of a hockey player, Pierre Turgeon. He was number 77. I loved him. And then I just, ha- it's, con- you know, stayed with me. And I never thought of uh, much more about it until this year. And what made me think about it was this year with Pitch uh, Pitchfork's ratings, they have rated so many albums that I love 7.7. All right. I'm going to run down the list. Three of them are in like my top five favorite albums of the year, which is crazy. We got Kadia Bonet. Natalie Press, Nico Case, Janelle Monet, and Sydney Gish. All 7.7s, which is nuts. So, <laughs> Which is like makes me think Pitchfork doesn't rate things high enough. <laughs> well, yeah, and it makes me like think, oh, if I see something that's 7.7, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just this and this being episode 77, it's really making me think about uh, the meaning of numbers, and I have come to the conclusion I'm going to die on July 7th at 1234, apparently on ex- the expressway uh, I-96. Um, Why does it all have to be death? <laughs> well, it's, that, it's how you interpret it. Oh, okay. Yeah, some people interpret numbers well. I think numbers are trying to kill us. So. See, because July 7th, that was a few weeks ago yeah so i'm okay for a year uh or are you a ghost and no. you don't know it no i'm not a ghost. Oh, okay Good. yeah yeah i'm not i'm i would know it if i'm a ghost plus ghosts aren't real um the other conclusion i've come to is maybe because this is our 77th episode i'm gonna die 12 minutes and 34 seconds into this episode <laughs> that's in one minute well i guess we'll see oh boy This has been Numerology for Dummies. A derp. Uh, Talking Heads album, the Talking Heads 77 album came out in Mm, 77. Yes. As well as television's Marquee Moon. That's great. That's what I thought of when you said 77. That's wonderful. Not Pierre Turgeon, but that's a couple of my favorite albums. All right, well, we're going to get started. This is, of course, best song ever. Brian and I each pick three songs and debut them for each other. And uh, if he plays a song I really love, I'm going to give my stamp of approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. And if I play a song he really loves, he's going to give me his, which is Papa Likey. All right, you want to get us started? I, I do. And hopefully I live long enough to uh, play this song for you. Um Hopefully I don't, you know, get fucked up or anything, because uh, yeah. uh, we're going to listen to a band called Fucked Up oh. right now. And uh, this, of course, is the incredible Canadian punk rock band. I mean, punk rock is kind of like the worst uh, description of, of them. Yeah, they're could, very unique. Well, it's not the worst, but I mean, they, they have, it. It's they're very hard to describe. Yeah. Should I say it now that I also reached out for this, so I must declare myself the fucking loser. You're a loser. Uh, Yes, and so obviously you've heard this song, and you liked it enough to try and reach out for it. Yes. Um, Were you a fan of David Comes to Life? Yes, absolutely. That's one of my favorite rock albums ever made. 
And and they're one of the few bands that, you know, we were talking about when you played Rolo Tomasi on the last episode. Yeah. I'm not always down with the screaming and fucked up just does it so perfect. I love it so much. They do. And it it's it fits perfectly with uh with their music and it's also kind of accessible at the same time, which is kind of surprising. It's yeah. it's crazy screaming, but it is accessible. So David Comes to Life was a sprawling epic album that told a crazy story about David coming to life, this character, over just weird encounters and and all of that. And it was uh, kind of like classic rock based, but punk and hard, Uh, lots of guitar layers on top of each other, and it rocked super hard. It was incredible from start to finish. They've released a, a couple albums between that and now, but this finds them uh, not only continuing the story of David, but mm. really sounding uh, and getting into the zone that they were in David Comes to Life, because they kind of diverted a little bit from that really sprawling uh, sort of uh, sound that they had on that album. Uh, have you listened to the album yet? I, I got it just today for uh, for advanced listening no i have only listened to the single um this album really blew my mind it has my head spinning it is um it's it's really incredible it sounds as though like a, a natural progression from david comes to life but it sounds like there are times it doesn't sound like fucked up there are stretches of times that uh damien abraham who's the the singer you don't hear him for a while and then he comes back in stylistically it's all Mm. over the place um it's it's really great and i think you hear some of that although i think this song that they've released so far is the most like david comes to life on the album but you hear some of it towards the end uh with like saxophone and some weird noises going on let's just get into it listen to the song unpack it a little bit more and uh really enjoy it let's get fucked up this is fucked up with raise your voice joyce Yeah. 
fucked up man oh it, it's wonderful like you said uh still very catchy um mm-hmm. kind of like poppy but also they like right when you think you could kind of sing along they switch it up or don't sing a certain part uh super fuzzy guitars i love that and uh his his gravelly scream is wonderful and i like how in like the second verse sort of it gets really chaotic but the guitar like in the background is kind of like keeping a melody and mm-hmm. um her voice mixed with his scream is a nice balance and all around just super great i love how they can be kind of abrasive and uh very accessible at the same time for sure and um they do a lot of that vocal interplay throughout the entire album which i think is something a bit different they did a little bit of that on um david comes to life but that's a new element that i think is really great and um a lot more genres that are infected into the music as you listen to the to the album and you know this is like two and a half minutes of a double album it's like 18 songs long it's so long and um it's very exciting if you enjoy this just wait the rest of it is even better and uh there are like string arrangements from owen pallet who has Ooh, played with arcade fire that. and a bunch of other great people there's like some weird electronic beats and <laughs> like psychedelic moments and um it's just all over the place wonderful it's one of those things that on paper it's like oh this should not work and it works perfectly and um yeah one of the best albums i've heard this year for sure and that's sexy sax you gotta love yeah and there's so much sax on it like on the whole thing like so many songs with sax and it's so sexy (laughs) so that was fucked up with raise your voice joyce from dose your dreams which is out october 5th on merge records you have to wait until october 5th to hear it but just pre-order it now go to merge records order this shit now it's so good support merge records they're awesome and uh you know get fucked up get fucked up indeed how many times can we say that we're we're really milking (laughs) that 
<laughs> we got to earn that E by our by our uh, podcast episode title That's on true. iTunes. So, you know. So, fucked up. Yeah. All right. Last time. Uh, all right. Well, my first uh, artist, you know, it's kind of a... Uh, kind of a similar thing that you're saying with fucked up with uh exploring different styles but kind of doing what they've done well in the past uh this guy made his uh presence known in the music world back in 2011 with his project youth lagoon you ever listen to Youth oh, Lagoon? Yeah. yep uh and he released three youth lagoon albums and i love all of them this is trevor powers the last Youth Lagoon album was Savage Hills Ballroom in 2015, which I love so much. I got the vinyl of it, and uh, that album just kills me. It's so beautiful. Be careful. Yeah, I know. Um, but you're going to want to be careful with his new album now because it's called Mulberry Violence, and mm. um, he's releasing it under his Christian name, uh, Trevor Powers. Oh, he's a Christian? Yeah. No, that's cool. Devout. No, he's not. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "What the fuck? They're spreading lies out there that I'm a Christian." Hey, there's nothing, you know. There, never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, for two years, Trevor traveled around Europe, Asia, and the U.S., and he created a library of sounds to use in the music that he'd been writing. And then he uh, went to the Sonic Ranch in Texas, which is an actual ranch with like a recording facility on it, and him and his collaborators crafted these amazing songs and incorporated the sounds into the music and uh it was really cool how he released this he did it in couplets where he would release like a couple songs uh over the past few months together and so most of the album's been released you can go listen to it in just like sort of couplet single form but there's still a few that haven't come out yet he was always great at crafting these like elaborate compositions more in the indie rock vein with guitars and piano, but he always had some really interesting like electronics in there too. And some really cool, just like really unique sounds. And uh, so he's still doing that. That's still in full force here, but this new stuff's kind of darker and more electronically uh, inclined. So let's uh, take a listen to this song, Ache. I've been aching to play it for you. Here's Trevor Powers with Ake. Drive for the people you forgot inside. 
Yeah, Papa Likey, that song. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it had, I, I love the combination uh, in songs, and this one did it really well, of uh, organic instrumentation and electronic. Yeah. And just, it, it flowed seamlessly. It had uh, this murkiness to it, but at the same time, it was catchy at, at points yeah. and, and poppy. Um, I And sexy. It, very sexy and um, just dripping with sex appeal. And I feel like Youth Lagoon kind of had, at times, like a softness or like vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, his voice was was way different with Youth Lagoon, and in this, it's a little more um, assertive. And um, you know, I, I like Youth Lagoon quite a bit, so that's not yeah. a knock on that. It's just an interesting transformation, no. and uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's it's a new Trev Trev. Um, <laughs> he's got like whitish blonde hair now, so. And uh, like I said, he was traveling around Europe and Asia, and you can hear that influence, like different uh, styles influenced. And I love that just orchestration there, like you said, with the uh, sort of murky bass bass sort of synth line. That's Mm -hmm. the part I thought was sexy. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, just so much going on. So like the effects on his voice uh, along with all the uh, different parts, just his it's what he does so well, but like. It, he's basically just done a switcheroo where now it's more electronic with some organic instruments outfitting it where before it was sort of the reverse of that. Yeah. And, you know, before he was Youth Lagoon, but I think this really finds him being like adult Lagoon, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was Trevor Powers with Ake from Mulberry Violence out August 17th on Baby Halo. All right, I'm going to move on to a Chicago duo that I have played on the podcast before a long, long time ago. A repeat? A repeat. Uh, not a three-peat, though. Okay. This is just good. a repeat. Um, they, at the at that time, had put out an EP, and now they are putting out their debut full-length album, and I'm very excited for it, especially after hearing the song I'm about to play. This is the group Ohm. Do you remember them? O-H-M-M-E. I do. Uh, it's Seema Cunningham and Macy Stewart, and they're multi-instrumentalists. They're actually classically trained pianists, mm. but for a music project together, they decided to focus on guitar, and they wanted to kind of put themselves in an uncomfortable position and explore guitar in the way that they had explored uh, some piano compositions, and I think you can really hear super interesting guitar work on this album. Uh, some of it is fuzzy and sludgy and shimmering, and it's all over the place. And the song we're going to listen to finds them more 
in their pop orientation. It's a great sound, but what really, really sets it apart is their voices together. And um, they said they wanted to start a band because they knew they could sing well together and they wanted to make some noise with the guitar. And it's a great reason to start a band and they really do pull it off. Plus, the music video for the song takes place at a dog birthday party. (laughs) What more could you want? So let's listen to Ohm with Icon. She ladled the conversation Skimming from the top That damn balloon from last Easter Refuses to pop Con, give that a lordy lordy very gordy. Yay! <laughs> wow, that was great. The uh, guitar work was amazing, like you were saying, um, and it was not at all what I expected. 
and I liked how it was still out of structure, but yeah. it was kind of rambling and all over the place, playing with different rhythms and syllables. And uh, I really liked the line that seemed like a statement on consumerism. Uh, was it buy till you die? I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah, that was good for sure. Um, yeah. And I could listen to that chorus. Like I could, if the song was just the chorus over and over again, and that was it, I would love it. I, yeah. I, the and it's pretty simple but their their voices work so well together and um and that even feels like a run or something like the way it's like i want to do i can't i want to do yeah yeah it's it's fantastic and they do interesting things um rhythmically like you said and kind of mix it up um structurally and song subtly like the, they don't totally mess the structure of a song uh, in in this one they kind of did they got into a weird breakdown with kind of um, the atmospheric guitar part but um, it's it's just a really interesting sound and um, something that I very much look forward to hearing the rest of the album they have uh, another at least one other single out I think is called Water and that is incredible as well so I'm pretty excited for this upcoming album now were they were they guitar players previously like when piano was just their primary um instrument because i mean they must have been somewhat yeah, i'm i'm pretty sure they they are um m- like multi-instrumentalists but i believe but yeah that's where they train in piano yeah okay and so they kind of because yeah, yeah they they rip they shred yeah you know it it kind of uh not not entirely but certain times with the singing and i feel like the just the whole brightness uh, guitar reminded me of Dirty Projectors. And he does that mm, okay. sort of rambling, uh, sort of interesting rhythm style singing as well. I could hear that. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think actually I've seen comparisons to um, some Dirty Projector songs, but with Angel uh, Deridorian. Is that how oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I hear that for sure yeah. in the vocal performance too. But I was thinking, like, with I Need a New Icon, with, you know, so many creeps that peop- that we've been looking yeah. up to for decades, that sort of idea of maybe we need to think about who we hold in high regard and what adjust what things we hold in high regard. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good message for the time we're living in. And that's great to have in a song, you know, a good yeah. message. Everyone loves a good message. So that was Om with Icon from Parts, which is out August 24th on Joyful Noise Recordings. All right, so the last song I played, he recorded that on a ranch in Texas. This band was formed on a 300-year-old farm in Lyme, Connecticut. This is the band The Brazen Youth. Ah, never never heard of them. They're young and they're brazen. All right. Then they chose a really good name. (laughs) Yeah. They just, i looking at the picture, they look like some youngins. They look very young. But uh, they formed in uh, 2016 and uh, released their debut, The Ever-Dying Bristlecone Man. And uh, their uh, follow-up is coming out in on uh, August 17th, entitled Primitive Initiative. Love that name. Mm-hmm. This song also has a sort of rambling nature, and it sort of builds in an interesting way and uh it's just great and breezy and catchy with an awesome melody and some subtle horniness 
Oh, you like that. I sure do. So uh, let's get into it. Here's the brazen youth with You Could Not Provoke Me. Well, I was sitting waiting for a laceration to occur. Then it struck my nerve. I had been disturbed. And when the liquid started forming a puddle at my feet, I stopped and stared you down. You can never hurt me. You cannot provoke me to To come and try to hurt you And when I started thinking my life had been suppressed You came to alert me, I felt so fucking stupid And when I started seeing the peeless was depressed It told me not to worry Youth brings only beauty for the best Gotta keep on climbing the steps
I liked that song a lot. And I liked it more and more as it went on. It got better and better. Um, it started out and it was like, yeah, this is a nice, you know, just kind of breezy tune mm-hmm. with some subtle horniness to it. And, you know, I'm all about that. And then the like the falsetto part came in and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. this sounded really good. And then um, after that, it got kind of aggressive and turned into uh, more of a, a, a rocker there, but still pretty. And uh, it sounds like a band who was formed on an old farm for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. That's what, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I can maybe get on board with this. And then as it went on, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I love it starting acoustic and more uh, simple and then growing from there. I really like the lyrics. He says, I waited for a laceration and like the the picture he's painting of someone like cutting him and he's bleeding and saying, you could never hurt me. You could not provoke me. And I was just, you know, I this could be a very literal thing that happened, but I just like that idea of someone's cutting you and you're still saying, like, you can't hurt me, you can't make me uh, hurt you, you know? And, right. like, I, um, I'm a fairly laid-back guy, but I also have my father's temper, and I feel Ooh. like sometimes people, like, having arguments or debates about things, I will sometimes let my emotions get the best of me, and I feel like i would i wish people could not provoke me you know and that's that's the struggle is to um yeah stay secure in who you are and not let the actions of others uh you know make you do something you don't want to do true yeah but you also don't want to let people just steamroll over you that's true so sometimes it's sometimes stand your ground yeah you got to stand your ground like the famous florida shooting incidents you know like someone comes into your house you can shoot them stand your ground everyone no, no good. He also uh, touches on uh, youth brings only beauty, I believe he says, dealing with some themes of being a brazen youth um, as they are. I love that falsetto part reminds mm-hmm. me of like local natives. And yeah, it's just an interesting sound. I felt like it was going to be he was going to be sort of like a whiny uh, emo type acoustic thing when it first started. And then. Uh, just the way it developed, I was like really uh, blown away. So that was the Brazen Youth with You Could Not Provoke Me from Primitive Initiative out August 17th. All right. Well, my last song comes from uh, someone I had never heard before. And uh, I listened to this song because do you have like favorite publicists that you deal with? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. And th- I generally always listen to songs. Let's give their names and email uh, addresses right here. <laughs> I generally always listen to this guy's songs, and I just I, I have just enjoy dealing with him as a person as well. And uh, I'm so happy that I listened to it. I don't know that I would have, necessarily. I feel like it could easily have escaped my grasp, but this song is super crazy and awesome. It comes from Lonnie Holly. And he uh, has been primarily an artist, like an actual artist with uh, paints. Yeah, paints and different mediums, not just paints, uh, for a lot of his life. The only kind of artist I know. He is an older gentleman. He's actually 68. Hey, that's like one away from my favorite number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he has released some music over, uh, over his life, but he is getting ready to put out a new album. It's on Jag Jaguar, which is a pretty cool 
label. He's also going on tour with Animal Collective. Nice. Which is crazy. Um, and his music is a lot of self-taught piano improvisations and stream of consciousness lyrical approach. Uh, there's a lot of... You'll, you'll see when you listen to it, there's a lot in the lyrics, a lot in the storytelling and the way he presents it. It brings to mind like Gil Scott Heron or Tom Waits as well. Nice. Um, and it's really impressionistic and super interesting. And I'm excited to listen to it. And I know you said the last time you said fucked up was the last time we were saying fucked up on this show. But but you just said it I twice. I just said it twice <laughs> and I'm going to say fucked up again. So let's listen to Lonnie Holly with I Woke Up in a Fucked Up America. I went to sleep. I went to sleep. Anticipating on dreaming, I fell deeper, 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 deeper in a dream, and I dream that. America Pain was born So bad Him was crying Crying I woke up I woke up In a fucked up In a fucked up America Clients all that had lasted for years was now called in jail. And walls, the walls, all about the walls, all about the walls, all getting fucked and fighting. About the wall All the way up a long street I woke up in a fuck of America And through happy Dreamed a better part of my dream Of reality Of what the future would be I woke up Yeah Human fighting in the street Telephone abuse Computer misuse America 
crazy and awesome he has such a powerful voice and i feel like hearing it alongside those of the horns like it kind of had a similar sound to that absolutely and um very very ominous obviously painting this picture of this fucked up america that he woke up in and i love this sort of military sounding drums Mm -hmm. and just keeps layering different things on so much going on and created a yeah sort of terrifying uh worlds that uh you know that he woke up in and feels very uh real and i love just the punctuation of those horn hits and then like Mm -hmm. in, in the end with that one last one and uh yeah i could see why animal collective is on the same wavelength as him because it's very uh yeah experimental like how they would do but comes together in a uh, odd way yeah and i think it really captures the feeling of living in america right now if you're of a certain mindset um each day just kind of uh snowballs with on top of the next and it's just getting out of control and feeling more and more chaotic and crazy and sinister and just like mumbled all together and more and more fucked up and that he captures that in a song so well and uh, it makes so much sense that you know he this is an artist's take on on music it feels very much like um you know some impressionistic piece of art put together with um with a lot of uh emotion and uh meaning behind it and it reminds me actually um somewhat recently so i uh i have time hop on my phone which pops up with past posts that i've done and uh i remember one day this year i looked and it was a tweet i did during the uh like republican um debates Mm -hmm. and i had said something like 
this was when no one thought Donald Trump would ever win. And it, it said something like, I know there's an alternate timeline somewhere where the people have Donald Trump as their president and they're trying to escape that timeline into ours, <laughs> you know? And that's us. And that's us. And we're in the darkest timeline. And yeah. this song, you know, really captures the feel of living in the darkest timeline. Well, I was, uh, you know, uh, on the Westworld subreddit and reading about uh, this idea that comes up in the new season, which I've been feeling since Donald Trump became president, mm-hmm. which is that uh, I'm Gnostic now, which is the idea that there are many worlds and we're in the wrong one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. Yes. That's that is how it feels. It we feels like find that door to the other world. <laughs> you got to get out of here and we're going to figure it out, folks. We f- surely are. Um, but he takes on other interesting topics across the other songs on the album. Um, he has a, uh, a song that touches on Black Lives Matter, uh, another one on Standing Rock, and um, is very involved in politics. So I'm interested to hear his uh, takes on yeah. some of those issues. Uh, he also collaborated with a ton of really awesome musicians, including the late great producer Richard Swift, who just died in oh, July. Yeah. Uh, he he helped uh, make this album as well. So wow. uh, one of the last things he he worked on, and um, I'm very excited to check this out. So that was Lonnie Holly with "I Woke Up in a Fucked Up America" from Myth, which is out September 21st on Jag Jaguar. All right. Well, I got a nice song to take us out on. Uh, good note to go out on. Uh, you know, I mentioned I've been like sick and fucked up from my trip and last night i was just laying on the couch and just feeling shitty and i was like i just need something soothing soothe my aching guts and uh i threw on this album kill the lights by tony molina oh nice and yeah you had texted me an article the noisy article with the Mm -hmm. stream of this album and i was like oh i know tony molina if you know what I mean, I know him. You as in, I was gonna play a song on the podcast. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him personally. But you know, no, of him but I know of his, his music. His music. You listen to style. music and you liked it. Yes, right. And I, you want you're gonna play a song from it, right? Yep, you got and it. And that's what you're gonna do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna play the song Jasper's theme. That's the best one. You yeah. chose right, man. Yes. It's so good. Um, and, uh, this album kind of reminds me of tear wax album where mm-hmm. all the songs are super short and it goes by really quick, but you feel like so much is covered in the album. And yeah, a lot of the songs I didn't even realize like are only like a minute long or a minute yeah. and some change. And, uh, just not a second is wasted. It, the songs at their core are jangly folk tunes, but then got some arrangements uh jasper's theme has a great electric guitar solo in it and uh just some beautiful melodies and so let's get into it here's jasper's theme from tony molina She comes around She 
Yeah, Papa Likey, that song, very much. Uh, Papa Likey, that album. Papa Likey, that artist as well. Uh, Papa Likey, so much about this. Uh, have you listened to his previous albums as well, or is this the first one that you've listened to? This is the first one. Uh, you can listen to all three, which total 30 songs in 36 minutes. Uh, oh, really? And you see an interesting progression happen over those those three i just recently got into tony molina because of our good friend aaron quillen who plays drums in congress who has the theme song for our podcast we'll be thanking them soon we will uh he he's liked tony molina since he came out with his 2014 debut solo album uh before that he had played in hardcore bands, which is pretty interesting. Really? Yeah. And then he made the switch over to this other, uh, you know, his side project. And his first album is kind of weasery. It's more like electric guitar driven. Yeah. But it's super good. And then he's slowly made the transition, or I guess not that slowly because it's only, you know, 30 songs, but into like this really great take on classic uh rock sound really poppy really really good um has kind of uh you know 60s feel to it but not redundant from that Um, yeah and uh the instrumentation on it is fantastic which is so interesting because uh he says for for this album he was pretty much just with his friend and they were recording some stuff and when he felt like he had enough good songs they just recorded it like it seems kind of half-assed but it's like perfect at the same time perfect uh so it's yeah he's just very very talented very interesting and you say like the 60s like i definitely hear some like like the zombies Mm -hmm. and bands like that on here i also really reminds me of elliot smith at times Mm -hmm. um a lot of different styles that you can hear influence but yeah it never sounds too much like a retro act but yeah, I just love his songwriting, and a lot of the songs are kind of, like, about love, and, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, if someone does that too much, I'm like, oh, you're limiting yourself, but I, like, it's just so perfectly done here, and this song comes right after the song, Now That She's Gone, which I feel like this is a perfect, like, follow-up, because that was a little more melancholy, and mm-hmm. 
this is like this bright he's saying like now that i found her love like i'll look no longer and i love that the when he says i think is when he says i look no longer the melody reminds me of the percy sledge uh you really got a hold on me the you treat me badly i love you madly he's like, i look no longer mm-hmm. i just love that it, yeah definitely just has a retro feel but very uh feels also very of the moment so yeah love that i feel like for the ne- next wes anderson movie he should just s- oh, soundtrack it with all perfect. tony molina yeah. songs so do that wes is a big fan uh wes anderson your next movie do that tony molina soundtrack the whole thing um you know it's funny i was going to listen to this album last night and i went to jason molina's page Mm. which another awesome singer songwriter and um i was like where's the album and then i was like oh it's tony molina wrong molina and then I was like on Alfred Molina's IMDb, like where, where's I know he was Doctor Octopus yeah. and Spider Man, but wh- where's the album? Uh, enough about Spider Man. <laughs> we talked about Spider Man. No, I just mean in general. Like, oh yeah, everyone's always. I, I love Spider Man, but they can never get a good movie of it. It know? is like, well, Homecoming was good, but it yeah. is like, hi, just chill out okay how many times we got to recast i prefer i prefer my spider-man uh without tony stark in it because who gives a fuck about tony stark in spider-man but no i'm kind of pissed because that into the spider-verse there's a trailer for that and it looks Mm -hmm. way better than any of the live action spider-mans and it's like i'm sure it is animated uh jake johnson's in it and they got miles morales is like and there's like malter and alternate timelines yeah it looks awesome is this spider-man talk (laughs) special thor talk spider-man edition (laughs) all right so that was tony molina with jasper's theme from kill the lights out now on slumberland records hey we killed the lights when we listened to it because we listened to songs in the dark yeah like weirdos nice tidbit for you out there we listen to all the songs in the dark we listened to you, Tony. We did it. We killed the lights. We killed the lights and we listened to you, Tony. Tony. Hey, Tony Molina. It sounds it's <laughs> a perfect got, name. It's great. He should be in the next, like, Goodfellas. Goodfellas yeah. too, Tony Molina. All right. One last thing to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. <laughs> Um, I just got a couple this week. Uh, first, Amanda Shires with To the Sunset. Uh, she's an awesome songwriter and violinist and singer, and she uh, plays in Jason Isbell's 400-unit band, and she's married to that same man, Jason Isbell. And it was the Stereo Gum pick for Album of the Week, which has me intrigued, and I've listened to a couple songs, and they're pretty good. Nice. I can't wait and cupcake she just had an album earlier this year and now she's got another one coming out she's a awesome rapper so blackjack check that out all right i only have a couple as well uh shy boys who i have played on the podcast before with bell house and i am very very much obsessed with this album i was listening to it nonstop before the fucked up album that's your pick for album of the week it is and uh one of my one of my favorites from the year in in the top 20 um 
and also free cake for every creature which i've heard a couple songs free cake free <laughs> yeah for every you're a creature i'm a creature i yeah. want some you you got some uh go see free cake for every creature um i've heard a couple songs i'm interested to check it out and see what that's all about uh the bluest star is the name of that album all right well that's going to do it for us as always head over to ghettoblastermagazine.com and check out all the great stuff over there and uh we're on the tweets at best song ever pod you can tweet at us and retweet our shit if you feel like it and we'd like to thank our buddies in the band congress the aforementioned aaron quillen uh, for letting us use their song two mentions in the episode double mention quillen he's moving up in the world uh they let us use their song pond fight as our theme so thanks guys for ghetto blaster magazine i'm luke leben saying "Mm, you better check your perspective and i'm brian leben reminding you don't let the bastards fuck you up it's the best song ever. Mm-hmm.